Welcome to the Riot Podcast, where we have practical discussions on how to share your faith, see the news from God's eyes, and answer some of faith's hardest questions. Welcome to the Riot Podcast. This is Samantha Shoneman alongside Bob Shoneman, and we have man, we have lots of guests in here today. You want to introduce people? Yeah. Who else is here? Faith. Faith is here. Yeah. Hello. Mac Daddy Pete Robertson is here. Hello. And who else is here? Pastor Barry. Pastor Barry's hey, here. Hey everybody, what's happening? It's so good to be with you guys today. Can you tell it's Take Your Daughter to Podcast Day? We're extremely excited. Oh, look at this. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody's watching on YouTube. Oh, you need. Barry? If you're not watching on YouTube, you no, have to tune no. in now. He's, he's very shy. He's telling me. <laughs> Barry brought his. Brought, Barry didn't have his daughter here today, but he brought his uh, his alligator, or and she was given to him. Or was that a dinosaur? That's this a dinosaur. is definitely not an alligator. That's a dinosaur. dinosaur. I would not hug an alligator, but I would hug. That's a dinosaur. A T Rex. T Rex. Probably from. Um, you see the teeth? little boy. So it's not. It's you know. I'm sure. Had we thought of this before the show prep, I'm sure Barry would have brought all four of his daughters to the oh, yeah, show. Oh yeah, no, there's we no have loaded doubt. It up in there. So, so daughters, what do we like to say? Yeah, what do we want to talk about? Tell, today? Talk to our audience. Anything? I don't know. You don't know, Faith? Anything? Say hello. Wow. Hello. Say say how are you doing? I forget how to speak. I don't know. <laughs> She's holding coffee right now. I'm drinking my coffee. Yeah. It's a can't. Nope. You got to speak up on the podcast. You got to yeah, right use that radio My bad. voice. Hello. I have to speak very loud. <laughs> Roar. So if there's one advice that you would give somebody, what would you give them? I know that's pulling you on the spot, but what? Love always. Love always. That's good advice. We we've just we just got something that I think we could all. That use. is the title of this show. <laughs> <laughs> Love always. That's as Barry's having his dinosaur speak. <laughs> what is it? Can we we have any um, words of advice from the dinosaur? Mind your business. <laughs> Last week we went. Christine and I went away for her Did birthday. That That's we, right. We didn't get that on, right? Well, no, we talked about the Roach Motel, but then I think we got sidetracked. Did side we get track. that on the, on the air? The yeah. Oh, we did. Yeah, oh, we, we talked about that on the podcast. Yeah, it's real good. The child has a sat. What? The child's gone. The child. Oh, the dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You see, the problem is most people are not watching us; they're only listening to us. So, yeah. you've got to you got to draw word pictures. Pete is really good at drawing word pictures. So, so trying to share what's going on or That's happening. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Because a lot of people are trying to like, what's happening over there? So, what's going on this summer, Sammy? What have you done? You you excited? Yeah. You going on any trips? Where are you going? We're going to Virginia today. Why are you going to Virginia? Go see my grandparents. Oh, excellent. What about Miss Faith? You got anything going? Yeah, exciting going wait on minute, this wait summer? Wait a minute. I got to say this. Oh, Virginia is for lovers. It, wow. It is. Sticking to the, the theme here. Today is the love theme. That is the theme I for like Virginia. It. Faith, what are you doing in your life? What's going on? I'm working at Disney, so that's fun. You are? What do you do? Work in the sales and solutions department. What the heck does that mean? I want to work at Disney. <laughs> <laughs> what is the sales and solution? I take phone calls from people. Yeah? She makes sure that their moments are magical. But it fits her personality because she's always the type of person that always wants to help people. And so she's that person. She's always there to help and so forth. So it kind of fits your personality, right? You like it? Yeah, I love it. Do you like going to Disney for free? Yeah. It's very magical. It is, huh? If you could be one Disney character, what would it be, oh. Faith? 
I'd be Olaf. <laughs> you, <laughs> you would think she would want to be a princess. She goes all off on us. She I likes love warm hugs. <laughs> in summer. Oh man, I haven't seen that movie in so long. Oh, it's funny. All oh, right, that's fun. That's cool that you get to work at Disney. That's exciting. Yeah. Anything else, Sammy? What's your favorite Bible verse? When one person falls down, the other can reach out and what? Uh, two people are better than one. When one person. Um, falls, the other can reach out and help. When one person falls alone, they're in real trouble. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 and 10. Wow. Well Come done, on. young lady. Which also tributes into the theme of love because you're helping out someone that you need. That is so true. That is wise. I think we can end the show right there. What? <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> well, awesome. Well, thank you, ladies, for joining us for our intro today. It's amazing. Yeah. Maybe one day you guys can just do the whole show all yourselves and have a great time. And then we'll have to have the dinosaur on too. And the dinosaur. Yeah. Yeah. Don't forget (laughs) the dinosaur. All right, girls. Awesome. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. Well, that was fun. I like having our kids on the show. It's a twist. We haven't done really that. I mean, we've had Samantha on, I think. Once before, I think one other time. And we've had the wives on, what, for like the, we have to get the Valentine's on. Day. We haven't had Christina on yet. No. we got to get Christina to listen to the show first. Well, she would have a blast. Don't call her out on the show. She may <laughs> she, listen to she's it. She's not going to listen, so I, she's not going to know. She, I'm telling you, if we got her on, she would have a blast. Oh, no yeah. doubt. Yeah. That's her good, personality is just maybe natural Maybe that's how we get her to listen. Yeah. We get her on the show. Yeah, she would have fun. What do you think, Barry? Uh, good luck. <laughs> She's a busy woman. She, she has is. six kids, and we just had six puppies yesterday. Six so more puppies. She is so busy right now, putting out fires and doing what she does. Well, I can She's imagine. an amazing Man. woman. You should take her on a cruise, let her relax or something. I agree. <laughs> so all you listeners out there. If you would like to sponsor Barry's cruise. Yeah, well, we can go in Aruba and whatever. Yeah, Carousel. September in Carousel, yeah. All right. What are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about creating God moments while becoming friends of sinners. I like that. God moments. Yeah. That's got a nice ring to it. It does. And so last week we talked about John chapter 8. We finished up John chapter 8. I remember. And so this week we're going to do a two-week hiatus because we have, you know, Barry on the show for next two weeks. And we're going to be talking about creating God moments. And then we'll get back into John chapter 9. We'll start John chapter 9 and then we'll go that. And then we're going to do this kind of creating God moments throughout the year as well. Just to give us a little Sounds break. Like fun. Are we still on pace I, to finish I, the book of John by 2026? Uh, we're good? I don't think so. <laughs> but we're going to try. I think you guys need to need a not only uh, explain the front of that statement, but the back of the statement that Jesus was a friend of sinners. Yes, he was. And, you know, that's, that's not what people think. You know, th- people think, and when I sin, that God is mad at me and mm-hmm. that he's... He's he sees me as his enemy when I sin, and that's just not true. Yeah, no, it's not. Very true. It's not. We're going to talk about that a little bit here in a minute too. I think we might even pull in a Bible verse. What do you think? Uh, quite Should a we do few. it? Yeah, quite a few. Yeah. Well, let's let's pray. Uh, yeah, let's pray. You want to you want to open us up? Pete? Yeah, well, Lord, you are so good and faithful and so true. And God, we are just so thankful that we get to speak about you and talk about you. And more than anything else, Lord, we're so grateful that you love us, Lord, that you know us deeply, that you know us personally. And God, that we can have fellowship with you and have communion with you and talk about you. And Lord, we can trust you with every aspect of our lives and we can just follow you in all the things that you are doing for us and through us. 
And God, this is a testimony to you, Lord. Creating God moments in our life is something that you did, Lord, that you went out of your way to, to love people. You went out of your way to bless people. You went out of your way to elevate others above yourself. And God, you constantly pointed people back to the Father. And God, that's our heart's desire. That's what we desire to do. That's what we want. Lord, we just want to be available to you and then point people to you. Lord, it's never about us. Everything that we do in this world is always about you. And so, Lord, help us to have that mind. Help us to understand that and help us to be obedient in it. And so, Lord, we give you this show now. We give you uh, all of our praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. So, creating God moments while becoming friends of sinners. A God moment is where God is felt and encountered in tangible ways that address the longings and cries of the heart. We come to the end of our own finite resources and experience the infinite resources of God. It is where the natural gives way to the supernatural, where seeds of faith are planted, watered, and nurtured. Gentleness and respect are present, judgment is absent, and divine dialogue flows naturally because trust has been established. Today we want to begin an ongoing discussion of how we can create God moments in our life. We will do multiple podcast shows over the next year relating to this subject. Our heart's desire is to help followers of Christ like you be more and more like Him by reaching those that need him most. In Matthew 11:19 it says, "Jesus was friends of sinners." In our mind, in our minds, nothing gets to the heart of why Jesus came to earth more than this one. Mm. It corresponds with Luke 19:10 as well. For the son of man came to seek and to save what was lost. Yeah, I, I did, we're going to be following. I mean, a lot of this, it comes from, there's a book out there called God, God Space by Pollock. And we're going to be creating a lot of, um, you know, our dialogue will come from the book, but we'll also be, you know, coming up with our own stuff as we see it. Um, but this is just, it's really important for as Christians to understand that in order for us to reach people that are not, saved or just they just reject church and they reject everything to do with religion is how do you reach those people there's you're, we're not going to reach them by just going to say hey i'm a christian you know and it's and it's and because in their mind and we're going to talk about this over the next couple of shows but in their mind most people right now in today's world are anti-church or they're anti-god and they look at religion they look at christians and they just they really are against them and so we want to really learn how can we be better at talking to people that already have this preconceived idea. Mm. How do we how do we learn from Jesus and how to approach people properly so that we can love them as he loved them and in return that they can come to know him personally as he's taught us. Barry? Yeah, man, I, I went to uh, Liberty University. Everybody knows that. I'm very proud of uh, being a, an alumnus of Liberty University. Well, while I was going there, Toby Mack was a singer, and but he uh, he went to Liberty for a little bit, and um, all of DC Talk went to Liberty. Yeah, just plugged Liberty there for a second. But, you know, he, has a, he has a song that uh, starts out with – the reason why the world doesn't like Jesus is because of Christians. Yep. And I'm going to tell you that hurts my heart. Mm. And in the view that uh, lost people or the next generation has of the church is, is not good. And I, I, we have to take responsibility for that. And we have got to work hard to change that persona. You know, uh, 
the the church is the bride of Christ, and and you know, I, I if I heard it once a day, you know, it, it's or once a, a million years is too much, but you know, I hear it all the time. I can be a good follower of Jesus and not go to church, mm. or or I'm okay with Jesus, but. See that that's just unacceptable, man. We we have got to realize that our testimony and the way we relate to people is not our testimony; it's His. Amen, amen. So that's what is on my heart when we talk about this today. Amen. That was good. Awesome. The Bible gives us lots of verses that talk about us going into all the world to reach them. For example, Mark Mark sixteen fifteen through sixteen, Matthew twenty eight nineteen, and and others. It says that. In Matthew 9, 37-38, that the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. In 1 Corinthians 9, 22, Paul says that he became weak to the weak, that he might win the weak. He became all things to all people, that by all means he might save some. Today, let's talk about uh, many obstacles we face that keep us from engaging the world as Christ desires us to do so. Do you have any? Bob, do you want to start with any? Or do you want us to go? No, let's go. <laughs> That means no, you don't. <laughs> no, I don't have one. <laughs> so, I mean, so it's t- Bob. We got five of them. Now we got at no, least. I mean, let's get into this, though. So Paul's talking about he became weak to that he might win yeah. the week. So, you oh, know, you mean personal obstacles? That's no, what, I mean, I'm just saying in general. I mean, that's what it, this is what this, this part is. And he's talking about the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. And that's a sad thing because our Christian, if our church, if we're in our church, I mean, it's, let's say we have a 500 member church, right? Well, there's 500 laborers right there. There should be, right? Should be. But they're not, right? They're not going out. They're not becoming weak to the weak. They're not They're not talking to them. They're not witnessing to them. They're not sharing God's truth with them. They're not building relationships with them. And, and there's a few that are in that 500 that might be doing it, but they're doing it wrongly. They're, they're doing it with the wrong mentality. They're, they're, they're approaching it and it's causing these people to be even more rejected of, of Christ or they're not happy. They, they haven't adjusted their life. They haven't built the relationship. They come with their Jesus shirts. They come with their Jesus bumper stickers. And they come with, you know, and, and thump them or just like, you should repent or man, we shouldn't do that. And, and they're picking out all their bad points and they have no relationship with these people. And so that's kind of what it's saying here. Paul understood that. Paul, when he went to Corinth Church, he recognized this is an idol worship town, right? He recognized it. He understood that these people believed that and, and knew that. And so he went to the people that he knew he could relate to, which is the Jews first, and he started talking with them. But then he started taking what was all around him. He talked their language. Remember in Greece? Remember when he went and he started talking about the idols and everything else? He talked their language. The he unknown God. The unknown God. Yeah. And so that's kind of where we want to be is creating God moments, creating God space so that we can actually have a conversation without preaching to them. Just talk their language. See where they're at. Get to know them. Build rapport. That kind of thing. Thoughts? You know, what, what I've always asked, especially early on in my Christian walk, you know, I always want, why would God save me? You know, and, and I'm very thankful for my salvation, but, but then I started to think about this. Why would he leave me here in a sinful place? Why would he leave me here in this, this world? And I'm saved now. I want to go to heaven. I want to be with him. 
And then I'm caught between, I want to be with my family too, but I want to go to heaven. And why does God leave us here? The reason why he leaves us here, because he wants people to see the change in our life. Mm. And, and he chooses to leave us here so that we can be a witness. Mm. You know, I believe that exactly where I live is my, uh, my mission field and God has planted me there for a reason. My neighbors are an assignment. Cool. The people that I run into at my community that I live in is my assignment. And, you know, uh, we had a, I had a really good friend that wore me out moving him, but anyway, I won't go there, but, uh, <laughs> he, uh, I helped him and, and, you know, I just kept telling him over and over, man, you, you're moving here man, God has chosen your mission field. God has picked your neighbors mm, and yep. you are a gift to them from the Lord. Mm. And, and so we are left here on earth to be a witness of who Jesus Christ is. And we got to take that seriously, right? Yeah. Amen. And I, as you're talking bear, it's, I'm convicted and, and I, I don't have a lot of non-Christian friends. I don't surround myself. I don't put myself in that way too much outside of kind of Christine and I's ministry of going to Disney world and just talking to people. So we do do it that way. But, um, there's a lot of time where I I'm convicted that I don't go out of my way to talk to my neighbor across the street. You know, I don't go out of the way. Just, it's not that I'm, and again, it's my mindset is it's not that I'm trying to like preach Jesus to them. I just want to show love. I just want them to see that, Hey, I'm a kind person. You need an egg? Come over. I'll give you an egg. You know, you need sugar? Hey, I'll help you out. You know, I want to be that person. And I have, I'm always an introvert. And so I much prefer to, to be in my room with a book and left alone. That's just me. I'm not, a, I'm not, I don't like to be at war. My wife is the other person. She's like, okay, goes and, and so on. And so as we're talking about this, this is convicting me because I know that the Lord wants me to be open and vulnerable like that. And he wants me to be able to have that relationship with our friends. And I praise the Lord, we're going to be moving here shortly. And as you said that, I was just so ministered to by what you just said, that I'm just saying, God, in my heart, I just changed just now as we're talking and I got mm. goosebumps. I want to, I, my next place that I move, I'm going to go out of my way to make sure they know that if they need an egg, I'm going to give them an egg. If they need sugar, I'm going to give them sugar. If they need flour, they need anything. I'm here for you. And, and I just, I'm, I'm getting goosebumps, but I was just convicted by that. And I'm just praising the Lord because I needed to be free in that. Yeah. And I wasn't free there. And I just became free in that. So praise the Lord on that. You know, I, it reminds me of a story. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Bob, but you know, when we first moved into a house that we built in Orlando, our first house, we were living in this little apartment and then we were waiting for our house to be finished. And when we were moving in, and uh, our neighbor across the street, he was washing his boat. And he said, are y'all moving in? I said, yes, sir. He said, well, you won't like us. I heard that you're a preacher. And, and I said, yeah. So, so I asked him, are you the devil or something? Or <laughs> Because that's the only people we don't like. No, we're the partiers. And, and we know that preachers don't like partiers. And I said, well, I would hope that you would invite me over. And they did. Yeah, that's they, awesome. they did invite me to some of their parties. And I went. And, man, I man, I love to go to parties. If anybody's listening here and you want to invite me to a party, <laughs> man, I love parties. But anyway, you know, that's just kind of the mentality that, that the church has don't like sinners Ooh. or the church don't like partiers or the church don't like prostitutes or drug addicts or, you know, people who are, are, are not walking with the Lord, but that's not the truth. And the reason why we're doing this show right now mm. is because we want the church to know 
that's not okay. Yeah. We we should be okay to go to a Kager. I'm not joking. Yeah. We should be okay. I'm, I know this is weird. I know a lot of people are listening to this are going, oh my gosh, what are you talking about? Four people just people, swerved off the listen, road. People should invite us to these and we should be able to be okay in their presence and love on them. Jesus hung out with the tax collectors. Jesus hung out with the prostitutes. He did this, but he loved them in a in a in an unadulterated way. He loved them purely. He loved them with agape love, and we need to see them the way that Jesus saw them. And that's kind of what we're talking about right now. That's, that's awesome, man. It's yeah. hard to say that, but I'm, it's the truth, and this is where we're going here. It's good. No, I think so, you, pastors, we challenge you yeah, right? this fall Go to, a to, to to challenge your people to throw parties in their neighborhood. And, and uh, you well, know, without the kager, though, yeah, you don't have to do that. <laughs> but but to invite their lost friends just so that you can meet them. Oh, that's good. I mean, that's l- good. Let's let's throw a party just so that we could serve our community. And you know, I was just thinking about this, man. What if we just went out at the end of our driveway and started cooking steaks? Mm. And as cars were going by, hey, you want a steak? Mm. Just for the heck of it. Yeah, man. Just to love on people. You know, that would just, okay. uh, that would turn some hits. Now we're talking. Yeah. We're on the right path right now. Yeah. This is good stuff. Well, I, w- I want to challenge our listening audience. What can you do in the next 30 days to shock someone with the love of Christ? Just over, I mean, just like pour, pour some sugar on me, pour some sugar on somebody. <laughs> I, I mean, just seriously. Like, but by, see, Barry, you're, you have this gift naturally. This is not my gift naturally. You, you've demonstrate this all the time for, so when you're saying do the steak, that is pulling teeth for me. Okay. For mm-hmm. me to do that, I am extremely uncomfortable thinking about it. And so I, I'm relating to these people, right? But I could see myself doing it. Yeah. And I can see myself like being free in that. And I can see the value. I can see how, what an impact. And it's just like, okay, Holy Spirit, give me strength to do this. Because I know you want me to be this. <laughs> yeah. You want me to do this, God. So help me, oh Jesus, to do this. All right. Well, but- here's the problem. I'm not going to let us go on this. Uh, Here's the problem uh, is we want to throw the party inside the church. mm, We want the people to come to us. Yeah. We got to go to them. Yeah. We got to, don't we? We have got to go to where their mess is, where they're struggling and, and, uh, you know, just get dirty with them and, you know, uh, just do whatever it takes to demonstrate that love, man. That, Mm. that, that is Mm -hmm. what shocks them is that you're willing to come out and be where they're at. Mm. Wow. Wow, that was some stuff. Right what there. a start. So I, <laughs> two things really struck me. First of all, our the impression the world has of the church is that that's sad. Yes. It's really sad. That that you'd actually have somebody go out of their way to say, you're not gonna like us, right? Mm. That's man, that that is an indictment on the church. Mm. And then what you guys both just said is we've got to get out and, and when I, I when Barry says out of the church, he means out of the church building. We are oh, the yeah. church, yeah. and we just got to get out there to where they are. Yeah, and, man, and, just, not, and like, not, not 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 in a way like, oh, we're gonna preach to you. No, oh, I know. It's like, hey, I want to be your friend. That's it. Yeah, I want to be your friend. 
And then you're going to tell a story, I think, in the next show, talking about, hey, just being a friend to oh, somebody, a great just loving on somebody, this. naturally leads to the next conversation. What do you do for a living? What's yeah. going on? Tune into the next episode yeah, of the Riot so Podcast. There's so many things that it leads yeah. to, but it's, we don't go with the intention to do that. We go to love them as Jesus loved them, yep. period. And then wherever the Holy Spirit leads that, as God is working in that person's life, we <laughs> then adjust to bring him glory, whatever that is. He, I've got these pictures of... You know, people, the sidewalk prophet, you know, out there yelling and screaming at people that they're going to hell. And I'm like, that's not what we're talking about no. here. You yeah. know, we're going to go out there and love on them. Yeah. And, and what, what the world needs, Bob, is to see that we're normal people, that we have struggles. Yeah. And, and that we, we, we at times can't pay our bills, but we have hope. Yeah. And you know what happens? I and I've and I've seen this twice here in the last couple of months, where as we're loving on these people and they, you know, we're consistent. We're not the we're the same person all you know all the time, but the, those people they start reaching out to you. So when yes. when trouble hits them, yeah. their world comes crashing down around yes. them. We're, they know they can come to you yes. because they've seen that stability in yes. you. And that, the, what the a testimony is that is! It takes is. effort. Yeah, and and like me. I much prefer my by myself with a book. I, that's just me. But I, but I, people don't know that about me. Everybody, oh my gosh, no, you're an outgoing guy. Everybody loves you. You're always engaging. You're all that stuff. That's because the Holy Spirit is working in me. That's not yeah. my. That's not me naturally. Yep, I get it. And and it's just it takes effort. It takes work, but it's worth it. Yeah, it's worth it because that relationship and that friendship and that opportunity is there. Without that. It's not there. And then we can't be obedient to the call that God has given us without putting ourselves in that position. Yeah. Good. The last words of Jesus said, go make disciples. And to that word go means as you're going, as you're leaving your mm -hmm. home, as you're walking through mm -hmm. your neighborhood, as you are, are doing your business during the week, and as you're going to McDonald's and Burger King and Subway and wherever you go restaurant-wise. Yeah. Sweet mamas. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's talk about some obstacles right. um, that, that we may face okay. trying to do this the first obstacle we face is that we do not know how to create uh, a low risk high grace i love that space for people to pursue their need to have spiritual con conversations in ecclesiastes three eleven, it says god has given us all an inner drive to know and to be known by him saint augustine said in his book confessions our heart is not quiet until it rests in god where does an unquiet heart go? What if we were that person they could go to and... Uh, and we and, in return... Yeah, we in return slowly create trust that we can point them to Jesus for help. Kind of what we were just talking about. Have you ever read the book Confessions? I have not. It's a thick book and it's really hard to read. So it probably scared me away. It's really hard to read. But if you could slow down and actually go through it, man, Augustine is just... Yeah, I've never on... been to St. Augustine. Is that where you got to read the book? <laughs> no, it's a tough book, but it's good. And he has a lot of nuggets in there. One of them is our heart is not quiet in, until it's rest in God. When does our unquiet heart go to? And there's so many people that are looking for answers in that quiet time of their life. And, and they don't know where to go. They need a friend. So if they, so you know, if they have a close friend in their life that's non-Christian, they're going to give them worldly advice, right? right. Yep. But if they have a close friend that is a Christian, like Bob was just saying, and they they hit the, you know, the crap hits the fan, if we want to call it that, right? Yeah. And their life is stinky. Where do they go? Where do they go? They don't know Jesus yet, but they know there's something there. That's right. But you're that friend. 
you're the one that says, oh, yeah, if I needed an egg, I can go across the street and get that egg. Or I know that guy is a good guy. They're always so polite and they're so kind and they just love everybody. I can go to them. I could talk to them or whatever that is. So that's why you take the time to build those relationships. And it's creating a low risk, high grace. It's like we don't want to come like, like we don't want to come like, oh, I'm this mighty pastor that has all this knowledge and all this mind and I'm a Christian because most of these, a lot of these Christians are legalistic, right? They're just like, they're pointing fingers all the time. Yeah. And it's like, they're bashing people. They're always up to pick up the stone as a Pharisee. They're religious. And we, we want to re- eliminate all of that. So if you're listening to this, we don't want any of that in the conversation with these people. Yeah. If anybody in Orlando is listening to this, here's a high risk. I mean, a low risk, <laughs> Oops. high grace uh, moment. You know, uh, we, in our neighborhoods in Orlando, there's people moving in and out all the time. And uh, there's, I just encourage you, if if you see someone with a moving truck in their driveway, take some cookies to them. Yeah, or, help them. Or take a, 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 a bag of cold water and then say, hey, could we could we help? Yeah. Yeah, can, is there anything we could do to help unload the truck or, or uh, you know, even this, what about this? What if you brought over the numbers to the electric company? You know, their their realtor should already done this, but bring a number to the uh, local uh, pet shop, or you know, just give her give them a, a, a you know something that's helpful, you mm-hmm. know, and offer help, and then just welcome them to the community with some fresh baked something, uh, you know, cookies, go to Subway, buy their cookies. They have delicious cookies and, and take it to them on a pay, uh, take it out of the container, put it on a plate and take it to them, whatever it takes. Buy all, Shows, the, buy yeah. all their workers pizza. Yeah. yeah. Hey, can I buy the pizza for the day? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever it is. That's is awesome. All right. Good advice. Yeah. And we're we're going to be moving soon. So if that, you know, we'll <laughs> let everybody know. <laughs> we'll give you the date, the time and... Hey, will they get a riot podcast shirt if, sure. if they help you yes, move? Absolutely. <laughs> make that happen. You can wear it while you're moving because you get a nice sweat on it. All right. All right, number two. For many people, going to church is as, a, is as scary as going to a hardcore biker bar. That's hard for us probably to imagine, but yes. I, I believe it's true. Yeah. It might be the same feeling bikers feel when they go to church. How many of us would go to a hardcore biker bar just to simply love people and create opportunities for spiritual conversations? Would it be uncomfortable? Yeah. Um, probably. Would God want us to go? Yes. I got a story for that. Let me tell the story. Share the story. All right. So I we we were I was a senior pastor of Creed Church and one of the people in our in our church were were drinkers and they drank a lot and so forth and they wanted to get to know us. They wanted to see what kind of pastor I was, right? And so it was kind of a test. And so they brought us to a restaurant, and man, they both got their beers and drinking it and slamming it and asked if I would want something. I was like, oh, no, no, I don't, I don't drink, but that's, that's good. Never once said anything, just built the relationship with them, just all this kind of things. Well, it progressed. And they said, hey, would you guys like to hang out, you know, like one of the weeks or whatever? And then Christine's like, yeah, that'd be fun. Let's go hang out. They took us to a biker bar. They took us to a hardcore bar. And both Christine and I looked at each other and we walked in and we we're just like, okay, we haven't done this one yet, right? This is different. And and uh, we we definitely fell out of place. We just felt different because I just don't do that consistently. That is not my habit. And as I'm sitting there, we're playing darts and we're talking and so forth. I slowly start feeling comfortable. And I slowly start looking around and I start talking with everybody and having fun and just making jokes and everybody that was around. And, and, and I just realized like, 
it's like any other place, right? But the thought of it at first was scary. And, and I think, mm. you know, in this illustration was, you know, the hardcore biker bar. Well, there's probably a lot of people that are in the bars that want to go to church. But the thought of it is very scary because they just don't know. They don't get it. Yeah. And I think that the good church, a Bible-believing church, a healthy church, they should feel comfortable to be able to go to that. And I think a lot of times we have so much stuff that's not making it comfortable for them to feel welcome to go. I love the churches that you see the bikes all out in front. I love the churches that you could just, you know, they're like, oh, okay, there's, there's something here that's different. And so I don't know. Any thoughts, Bear? Yeah, man. When you think about that, you think about how people got to be pretty desperate to come to church. Yeah. You know, if someone is in that situation and they are risking, you know, what it would be like to be judged, you know, they're risking that I may be judged by walking in here. And, and uh, you know, uh, I, I pray that in our churches that the worst of sinners would would feel comfortable not comfortable by a feel good easy message but comfortable because our atmosphere and our culture yeah. is very very loving <clears throat> and uh you know uh <laughs> you know the bars exist because people have nowhere else to go yeah and and you know one of the things you're saying here is how can we build an environment that that they uh, would feel comfortable that lost people will feel comfortable we don't need to serve beer but we need to uh be loving enough and build a, a place a second place a third place where they could hang out what if something what, i just had this thought barry you me bob we made a pack we said hey let's go play darts down at the bar you know i don't need a drink we'll just drink whatever they have coke or whatever but we go down there, we're just playing. And our whole main focus is just to love on the people and just create relationships. We're not trying to preach to them. We're not going to do any of that. Or we're just going to create a, a space so they could talk to us. And then if God opens a door and we can sense that God's moving in their life, we're just going to share with them whatever that is naturally, right? Yeah. Now, what's the next step? Well, come to church. Yeah. I'm going to invite you. How will our churches build up if we made that mentality to go? Right. We go meet them first. We make the, we go and do the things first. It's not, we're not going to be this whatever Christian. We're going to just be a friend. We're going to love on him. We're just going to go play darts or the axes or whatever else is out there. I haven't, I don't do this. So this is conviction to me. I'm just being truthful here. Well, you know, I, I would say this too, and bring this up, Pete, there's, there's a better place to invite them to hmm. than the church. Uh, I think you do it on Friday nights. There is a study of of a hospitality there's a study of the bible mm. there's hospitality and there's people that come and and just love on each other yeah. it's called a life group yeah or call a cell group yeah it's that would be a really group. good first step yeah, yeah you know hey, hey i'm having this group of people over at my house this yeah. week and i'd love for you to come we're gonna eat a little bit and yeah. we're gonna study the bible would you would you like that so good man it the, the issue with it okay i i i, I agree 100 the issue with it is the life groups are not prepared for the most part. And this is where we have to do a yeah, better I job. Good. Yeah. Shock the heck uh, out of them. Man. Right? <laughs> it's that's the problem. It's just like our churches. Yes. And so it's like, we need to have the life group needs to be those type of people. We all need to be in that mindset. So if we're meeting as a life group, we're the ones that are going and bringing them. We're the ones that are going to bring them. And that's the first step. We're getting them comfortable with the things of God. And then the next step you're like, you're right is now we get them to church. 
And now it's an easier progression because they, we created a club for them that they've already been well, used to. Well, here's the deal, too, Pete. We're they onto something here, people. Th they already know somebody at church. It's not a place I'm walking in and I don't know people. That's true. Come on. They already man. have a relationship. Come on. That 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 you you're talking obstacle, that tears down that obstacle, right? That they oh, hey, I'll sit with you. I'll meet you at the door and 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 uh you know, let's let's it's okay. Come on with me. You can sit with me. You can sit with my family. I'll show you where you take your kids. I'll show you, you know, everywhere to go. I mean, God God is God is telling me that Pete, this is what he's saying right now to me. He's saying don't make this just words. Don't make this just words. Mm. Got to do it. Gosh, I don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, God's convicting me. And I'm and he's talking to you guys. Everybody that's listening to this, God's talking to you. And, and I know he's speaking to your heart right now. And he's telling you the exact same thing. He said, he, it's not, don't make this words. You got to do it. Ah, Bob. All right. You know, Pete, I I think some people are probably hearing this. Some some churchgoers are hearing this, and they're like, well, "You guys are being accepting. You're accepting the sin and stuff." I'm like, "No, no, we just want to love on people." I think that's what the churches today. They focus on that, and they're so judgmental. And so, I mean, I think about growing up in the '80s in a Baptist church, and if and if a biker were to walk in, every head would turn and gasp, and it would have been like, <gasps> you know, you can't come to church dressed like that. And like, mm. we got to get away from that. Mm. I, I could tell you that uh, one of my churches, I'm not going to tell you which one, <laughs> I left that church because sinners weren't invited, <sighs> because they weren't welcomed. And, and they only talked amongst themselves. They wouldn't talk to a new person. <sighs> and I... I tried. I, I tried to get them open to to that, and I, I had to leave. I, I couldn't stand it. Wow. All right. All right, next one. Both Christians and non-Christians have very real perceptions about one another, kind yes. of what we were just talking about, yeah. that keep us from interacting in redeeming ways. It's been said that the only thing more difficult than getting into church is to go in, getting the church to go into the world is getting the world to come to us. So if showing up to each other's club is too scary for so many people. Is there a way to create space in our daily interaction that might tear down some of the walls that keep us polarized? And we just kind of, kind of just gave some examples. Just went through it. Yeah. yeah. But I, th I think this really gives us better context. So, I mean, it's both worlds, the Christian and the non-Christian have real perceptions about one another. Absolutely. So we, we have to recognize that and realize that we have to break through that as hard as it is for me to be saying what I'm saying. It's just just as hard or harder for them to look to us, to want to be accepted of us, to come to us. And so uh, as a child of God and as a powered, as a filled with the Holy Spirit to empower me, I don't have an excuse because I got God's strength on and I should be able to do that, not by my might nor by my power, but by the Spirit, says the Lord. And that is what God wants me to do. And that is what Jesus taught. And that is why the Pharisees freaked out because they looked at him and says, dude, you are different. You are, you are not like our normal pastors. You are completely outside of the box here. Why are you hanging out with all these guys? What are you doing? And that is what Jesus is telling us. Our church has been built up improperly. This is, it's not right. We got to start teaching this and we got to start doing this. Barry? Yeah. You know, I, I think it starts with, with uh, number one, prayer. And praying, would you be willing to pray this audacious prayer? God, let me see people hmm. the way you see them. Amen. 
instead of seeing them as being all oh, their sinners and they're making choices, but it's really people are in the hands of the the clutch of the enemy and they are being destroyed. So do you pity? Do you have concern? Do you have, you know, it says, I was trying to find the verse and I, I, it, it, I, I've lost the, the address in my heart. I need to get, I'll, I'll go after the show and get it. But it says Jesus looked at the crowds and he was moved with compassion mm-hmm. that they were helpless mm-hmm. and harassed sheep without a shepherd. And when we see people needing help, uh, even, even when they're driving their, their, uh, Lamborghinis mm. and Maseratis and even when they have tons of money and they look like on the outside they're so well put together they're hurting on the inside yeah yeah it's Matthew nine thirty six, and mm. that's exactly where I had my 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 Bible at I had it in Mark's 9 and I was thinking nine thirty six nine thirty six. 36 it's Matthew nine thirty six. thank you assistant Christine <laughs> Exe- no it's executor executive yeah producer Christine there you go um, but guys, I guarantee you, if you will pray and ask the Holy Spirit to help you see people the way God sees them, he will. And also, here's the other audacious prayer is that you would pray, God, open up an opportunity for me to love on someone that is lost. He will. He, he will. will. <laughs> he'll, he'll, he'll bring a guy named Norman yeah. in your life, a man named Norman. Look up at that movie. It's really, really mm-hmm. good. It is a good book. All right. Rick Warren said the church that doesn't want to grow is saying to the world, you can go to hell. Ouch. I think it's saying you can go to hell. You can go to hell. That is kind of what we're saying, though, right? Disturbing. Disturbing. Nevertheless, many churches continue to operate essentially as clubs, convinced that they'd be letting God down if they closed or showed up. They closed up their show and sold their buildings. It's almost like I didn't write that. (laughs) Don't get us wrong. We deeply care about the church. However, we also care deeply about creating safe spaces for people to ask their questions, share their doubts, voice their concerns, and even vent their anger towards God and the church. This last part where it's talking about share their, their space. You know, this is one of the things that we're doing through natural discipleship is anybody that's a part of natural discipleship, we're creating mastermind groups. And in the mastermind groups, if they're doing that, we want to create spaces so people can go ahead and vent their frustrations. We want to put a position so that people can be free in sharing that and that other people that are there can speak life into them and build them up and, and create that safe space. Because there's a lot of times out there, people don't feel safe to go to church. They don't feel like they can share or talk or share anything. They're struggling with pornography. They're struggling with alcohol. They're struggling with all this stuff. They don't have a safe space and, and they just feel judged and, and they don't trust anybody. And, and it's like this. And when they start sharing it, what does Christians usually do when you start sharing? If I started to share something with you, immediately the Christian's going to fix them. Immediately. A Christian's always there. Here, let me share and help you how to get through this. Let me help you with all this. That's mm. immediately where that. They're not coming and sharing with you because they're trying to be fixed. They're coming to you because they want you to be, show compassion on them. They want you to walk with them. They want you to hear them. Over time, the relationship will build up where they will naturally say, what do I do? Where do I go? How do I get fixed? And, and so these, these safe spaces is so important for us to create in our relationships with these people where we're not just constantly 
given them the Bible, that we're actually listening to them, that we're actually showing compassion on them, and that we're actually walking through their, their torment with them. And then allow the Holy Spirit to work within them so that when the questions come, we're prepared to answer them without immediately going. And I'm telling you, it's the reason why a lot of people can't share with other people is because they don't want to be preached to. There's pride there. There's, there's a wall there. And it's, they're not looking for that. And so we got to get past that pride. We got to get past that wall so that they really do feel free. That non-judgment. And so hmm. that, that's what I'm seeing in this. And, I just, and, and I, I'm convicted on that. Bite your tongue. We don't need to come back. Let's let them be free. Let's just walk with them. And it's hard. It's hard. Thoughts? It is super hard, Pete, to deal with uh, our own mess and our own family mess and then try to deal with someone else's. Yeah. And uh, you got to be willing to get messy. Yeah. And, and, you know, uh, <laughs> I, I was thinking about, boy, Jesus was really talked about. You know, this dude hangs out with sinners and tax collectors, mm -hmm. how the religious people persecuted him and talked bad about him. If he really was a man of God, he, he would know that that woman's a sinner that's, mm -hmm. that's washing his feet with her hair. Mm -hmm. Come on, man. Mm -hmm. Gosh. That's the attitude of the religious. And, and I want to call it out. Mm -hmm. Uh, there is a mentality in church and it's a religious mentality that it, it's directly from the world that if, if, if I reveal that I struggle, if I reveal that I'm hurting, if I don't put on the mask that everything's okay, it's a false sense of security. It's a false sense of godliness. It has nothing to do with godliness. Oh. Godliness is humility, and and uh, I'm learning that every day, and I got a long ways to go. Mm. But guys, when when we look at other people and we judge them, it's just to make ourselves look better, and we're covering up our own sin. Yeah, amen. It's wow. good. Yeah, I just th thought of the woman at the well, and we don't know the backstory. What we know is the story that's given to us. We don't know the the half hour, the hour that Jesus spent with her. We don't know the questions that he asked her because he's probably just building a natural relationship with her, right? We don't know any of that. But Jesus was very mindful that she's in pain. He was very mindful that she needed a savior and that she was thirsty. And so he's asking the questions, just building relationships. And then, and then we get the natural progression in the word of that conversation. And so that's kind of what's going on here. It's like Jesus wasn't judging that girl. She felt comfortable with him. She felt non-judged by him. And then he slowly was able to, as the conversation went, the walls came down, the pride came down. He was able then to speak life into her and then bring her back to the Father. So it's that's kind of where we're at. All right, let's go. Great story. Yeah. If we're going to create God moments for others, it has to start inside of us. It takes safe people to create safe places. 1 Corinthians 6.19 says that, when we, when we become Christians, our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. Jesus did not send the Holy Spirit to simply reside in our bodies, but to preside, pre preside, to preside over, them. over them. That's good. Yeah. Um, are we at peace with God's grace in our lives so that we can extend that peace to others? Mm. Yeah, Barry, you want to speak into that? Yeah. There has to be a security of our own that, that we don't care what people think about us, that we care more about what God thinks. And you know what? 
when when we get out of our comfort zone and we go out of our way to invite someone or to talk to someone or to just love on someone man the honor and 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 the encouragement that gives the heart of god i'm going to tell you what any christian take one step out of their comfort zone to meet a sinner where they're at god is there he is involved and he is applauding and he's saying go go my child go go my child be be my hands and feet and be that for the hurting that they they feel they feel my love through you and i'm telling you that's that's exactly uh what um god wants from us i you know the the key words in this or key phrases are we at peace with god's grace in our lives so that we can extend the peace to others mm-hmm. you know if we if we're wrestling with doubt and worry and fear and anxiety we're not at peace and That's so right. we're not we we're, we haven't uh, if, if we're still dealing with works in our own life where we're constantly trying to prove ourselves then we're not free with jesus we we're not we're still feeling condemned by god and god there is no condemnation in christ and so there, there needs to be something in us where we can find that freedom, that we can understand that God's grace is sufficient for your life, that no matter how much you sin and, and you surrender to the Lord, the Lord forgives you. He forgives your sins yesterday, today, and tomorrow. God has set you free from all of that. God is telling you to live in that freedom, to, to, to let go of that guilt, let go of that worry, let go of that anxiety, let go of all of that past that's still trying to haunt you, and, and just be free with the Lord. Find yourself saying, God, I accept your word as it says. I believe in your truth. I believe in what you say, that I am free for That's once good, and for man. all. Yeah. And, 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 and this is who we're talking to. And it, if we can't come to that, if we can't find that freedom, if we can't accept God's grace for what it is, it's unbelievable. Then there is, it's absolutely impossible for us to go and talk to somebody about this freedom, about this peace. It's hard for us to meet them because we're still wrestling it with it and we can't even get free ourselves. So if we're talking to someone and we're in bondage, right. it's, it's, it's hard. It just doesn't work. And the reason why the church is where it is today is because everybody's in bondage <laughs> and they need to be free. And we're telling you, Christian, now you can be free. And Barry's going to share with you how that's going to happen. You can find this freedom. You do not have to worry anymore. You do not have to have anxiety. You do not have to have that fear. You do not have to live by your past. You can start new today. You can find that. Barry, why don't you share with them how that can happen? Yeah, let, let me say this. If if you're struggling with alcohol, don't go to a bar to witness. Right. If you're struggling with pornography don't go to a strip club to witness but know that there's a place for you to witness number one place is to go next door go next door and if you're here and you don't sense the freedom of what god has done for you maybe he still wants to do a work if you don't know for sure that you're forgiven if you don't know for sure you're going to spend eternity in heaven if you don't know for sure that you have everything that your daddy possesses in heaven he's going to give to you as a son or a daughter and if you're not secure in your relationship with god i'm going to tell you why don't you start over why don't you start anew why why don't you lay it down at his feet 
when we come to God, lay yourself at his feet and say, you're coming with all your hangups, all your habits, all your struggles and say, God, I just present myself and I ask that you'll help me because I'm going to tell you, you can't help yourself. Only God can help you. And here's what you need to do. You need to say, God, I've messed up. I'm a sinner and I'm sorry. And say, God, I cannot believe it that you would send your son Jesus to die for me. That he would lay down his life for me. I believe that. And I believe that the death, burial, and resurrection, I believe in that. And I believe that through what Jesus did on the cross, it's the only way I can be free and the only way I can be forgiven. And it's the only way I can have a future in heaven. And so, Jesus, I just want to praise you and worship you and say, thank you for laying down your life for my sin. Thank you for giving your your sacrifice on the cross. Thank you for thinking of me. Thank you for being willing to die as if I was the only person you were dying for. And so, Jesus, I want you to know I'm thankful. I love you. And I want to invite you into my life to rule over me, to direct me and help me become the person that you are and the person that the Father has created me to be. Lord, let me fulfill my potential in you and through you being in me. I pray that in the name of Jesus. And I also pray today, that the person that is praying to be free, that, that, Lord, you would help them. As they are so set free right now and the Holy Spirit is inside of them, Lord, that you would help them help others become free. That they have found the, 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 the life and that they want to help others find real life as well. God, I just pray that through this podcast that there would be a movement of mercy and grace and spaces that Christian build to meet people who are hurting. Lord, I, I thank you for this time. I thank you for Pete and Bob, and I thank you for Ride Podcast. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow. Um, what an awesome show, guys. If you did give your life to the Lord, um, we would love to hear from you. If you've uh, been wrestling with this, you know, for a while, we would love to hear from you. Go onto our social media, the Riot Rock Podcast, and or just log on online and go to riotpodcast.co and uh, go to Know God and let us know that you gave your life to the Lord and click on that and fill out that thing. And we'd love to get in contact with you and reach out to you and build a relationship with you. Bob, any last thoughts on that? Man, so many, but we're gonna have to <laughs> could have to make another podcast just on some of my notes and thoughts that I had just listening to you guys. As this is really, uh, it's hit home for me as well. Um, I'll, I'll leave you with this thought. You know, what came to mind as I'm listening to both you guys and, and thinking about the church as a whole. How many of us are just? Be, how many of us in the church are the older brother? Mm. You know, in, in the story in Luke 15, mm. it's like all my life you've been taught that it's a story about the prodigal son, mm. and that's not what Jesus is trying mm. to tell. He's mm. trying to teach the Pharisees like you have everything the Father mm. has promised; it's there, but you're acting like a servant even though you belong to the Father. Mm. And man, I just keep that, that story just keeps ringing through Amen. my head. 
Um, guys, I just want to share with you, you know, as always, jump on our social media, um, uh, Facebook, you can go to YouTube, you can actually watch, you can see what Barry and Pete look like with their fresh haircuts, and uh, you can check them out that way, make sure you subscribe, <laughs> make sure you like, and make sure, this is the most important one, don't miss this, make sure you share it, yeah. share it with somebody else, so whether it's on your social media site or individually, you just copy the link and send it to somebody and say, hey, I heard these nut jobs you really you, i think you'll really enjoy listening to them really good show to for share for sure this would be a yeah. good one to do it so we love you guys we thank you can't wait to to talk to you again next week have an amazing week of worship be blessed may god bless you thanks for putting up with us <laughs> this has been the riot podcast if you liked what you heard today please feel free to leave a comment and share it with your friends see you back here next week for another episode of the riot podcast